Welcome to episode two of season three. It is Mistress Darby here recording from our spaceship of opulent fiendish fun. And um, I'm here today with a few announcements, some questions for you, our wonderful, beautiful, sexy audience, and dun dun dun, a special guest. So without further ado, welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. So, super excited to be here for episode two. I honestly really cannot believe that we are here on season three. Um, Charlie and I have always talked about wanting to do a podcast about sex work and kink culture and all the things we talk about on Babes of Valhalla and it's just awesome to be here at season three and we've reached you know over I think we're almost at 4,000 downloads yesterday when I checked which is awesome and I just I love it I love it so before we start today um, and I introduce our special guest which I'm very excited to start season three with an interview um charlie and i are really trying to challenge ourselves to interview the people that we talk to each other about wanting to interview and actually making ourselves you know reach out and and ask and it's been awesome um surprisingly most people are actually down to talk to us which we love um because we think people are just interesting and we think sex work is interesting and we want to hear you know voices that aren't our own So thank you to everyone while I'm talking about this who will be a guest, is a guest, um, has been a guest on our show. We we love it. So thank you. So something that I wanted to talk about is it's been on my mind for the last couple of weeks about how as sex workers do we deal with customers who whose energy is trying to follow us home. I've recently come across someone who uh, I try to only see once a month and there's nothing inherently wrong with this individual. Uh, They're obviously there because they need something. They need attention and affection. And I am all about the healing power of those things and that everybody wants to feel wanted and loved and needed and appreciated in that way. And that... For many people, especially I think men, as uh, we get older and as they get older, if you're not married, you don't have children, or even if you do, maybe you are not getting that type of attention. And I think that we as human beings need that. Um, Sorry, you can hear my dog in the background. Uh, I'm babysitting a dog, so it's chaos here. I have to keep them separated. It's a whole thing. But I am kind of bothered I guess by this person uh because there is something about them that seems to follow me home and I'll be irritated for two days after I see them just because we spend a lot of time together at the club obviously it's lucrative and and it's good right I should be I should be ecstatic and and I am on some level but on there's another side of it where I'm like oh it just gets under my skin and I can't figure it out So me and a couple other, you know, witchy 
energy alien babes at work have been talking about how we deal with customers who energy follows us home. And I wanted to throw this question out to our audience. How do you deal with that energy? Do you have a ritual that you partake in? And it could be as simple as maybe getting in your car and cleansing yourself, you know, mentally. It could be, you know, do you use crystals? Do you say a prayer? Do you use like your spiritual connection to, you know, whoever your higher power is? Do you talk to your friends? Uh, Do you go home and do yoga, meditate? I mean, I I don't know what it is. Uh, We kind of have talked about maybe having there be like a spray, like a perfume or an oil that I can spray on my body as like a protection oil. And I think a lot of that stuff can be mental um, as much as, as physical. But I think sometimes, you know, putting us in the correct mental headspace to protect ourselves is really important, especially when we work in the sex industry and especially when we deal with people who are difficult. And I think that there are a lot of really awesome things that probably many of us are doing that we're not aware of that could be helpful to others. So before we start this episode, I wanted to throw that out there. See what you think. Get back to me. I would love to do an episode um, about mindfulness in sex work, mindfulness in, you know, in, in particular stripping, as that's m- the majority of my experience and uh, different ways that we can what we can do to kind of protect ourselves mentally and emotionally from just kind of always being open and always being almost like a sponge in a lot of ways for people's emotions and their needs and their wants. And I think some people do a better job of, you know, letting that kind of slide off their back than others. And it's been interesting for me because I've really been struggling. So I thought, you know, hey, if I'm struggling and I've almost been dancing for, you know, who knows how long, um, long enough, then I'm sure that this is something that other people deal with. So I'm going to throw that out there. But I am super excited about our guest today. Uh, Today, I am going to be talking to Lexi Nicole Scarlett. And she is a girl that I have worked with for a couple of years. She is great. She's awesome. I'm super excited. And um, just I'm just so stoked that she even wanted to talk to us because I know she's super busy. So this is great. Um, she does a ton of stuff. Uh, you'll hear more about it in the interview. I don't want to spoil it, but we talked to her, um, a little bit over a month ago from when this episode will be released and I am just super excited. So yeah, let's get to it. So today we are with Lexi. Is it Lexi Scarlet or Lexi the Scarlet Show? So it's supposed to be Lexi Nicole Scarlet. Lexi Nicole Scarlet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you are the Scarlet Show on Instagram. Yes. Okay. Cool. With a zero, not a no. With a zero, zero not yeah. a no. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> unfortunately, my other account that had that username uh, got deleted. So. Oh, yes. The censorship. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, I went through like ten different accounts, but. Now you're good. We're yeah. We're good, good. now. Good. So, um, for everybody who doesn't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, as comfortable, you know, however you feel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I am Lexi Nicole Scarlett. I am an adult porn star and also a dancer. Um, I do that three nights a week at um, a club called Just Enough in King of Prussia. Yeah. So So what did so 
I think it's really interesting. Like, we've worked together, it's been like a year, two years? Yeah, I was going to say, I've been there like two and a half years. Okay, so then I it, think, that's been that long, because I've been I there forever. The, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think the first summer I started working there, that's when we met. Okay. And then, yeah. Because you were there before COVID. Yeah. Okay, okay. all right. Because I feel like COVID, I forgot, like, everyone who was there before, because we yes. got so many new yes. people. Because then we, it was like four months that they were closed. Yeah. And then so many new people came in, and it was, yeah. Yeah. Was, so did you, like, did you start dancing before you started doing porn, or was it the other way around? So it was actually the other way around. I started porn before I started dancing. Okay. And then, like, how how did you, like, start, like, why did you decide, I guess, to start dancing after you started making porn? So I decided to start dancing after porn um, just to get out of the house, like, three nights a week mm-hmm. and be able to meet people and hang out and also, like, kind of promote myself a little bit, too, like, and give people you know, the option of, hey, if you want to look me up, here you go. And I just, I actually got business cards and everything for it Mm -hmm. because I got tired of putting links in people's phones. Um, So, yeah, that's how that started. And it's just fun to me. It's just an extra, like, night out just to get out and make Mm -hmm. some extra pocket money on top of it. So why not? (laughs) But you feel like your main, like, focus is primarily, like, the adult, like, film industry. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So then how many scenes would you say, like, on average, like, you're shooting, like, a month out of curiosity? Um, I like to try and shoot at least two professional scenes um, per month for my own platform, OnlyFans. And um, I normally get shoots, like, with other companies Sometimes it's last minute, sometimes it's pre-planned. It just depends on how everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my main focus is my own company, my own platform, and doing the scenes for that rather than like the shoots with all the other companies are just secondary, like not really my primary focus, mm-hmm. but something that I do still do on occasion when I you know, want to. So when you shoot with... Um, like another company because I don't know anything about porn like I'm like (laughs) like, between me and Charlie like Charlie is the porn girl like she loves to watch porn she thinks it's like and I think porn is really interesting so Mm -hmm. I'll watch all the weird like links that she sends me but I don't like watch it on my own time right so I don't like I don't I think that's why I think it's interesting that you do both and you do them both like really regularly which I think is awesome Mm -hmm. um but like what when you do it for other companies, does that mean that like you're like financially like you make less? That's why you prefer to do it on your own platforms? Or is it like you get to charge whatever you want and then they pay you whatever you want? So Does that make sense? Yeah. So actually the one question you have definitely uh kind of involves that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. But, yeah, no, you're fine. But so what I typically do is I have my own set rate and then whoever wants to hire me for that set rate Mm -hmm. hires me and whatever else and then I'll get into detail about that how that goes about and everything um this was normally for girls who want to get in the industry that's my advice to them you know what I mean (laughs) but no you're fine (laughs) but um was gonna say so yeah so that I still do that sometimes on occasion but my own Primary focus is, like I said, my main platform and 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, the dancing money is just pocket money, mm -hmm. like just to go out and have fun. And that's like kind of like my rainy day funds. Like, yeah, I love that. But yeah, it, it definitely is fun because then it's like, okay, I got a little extra money. Let mm -hmm. me go out and, and, you know, do something, spoil myself. Like after this, I'm going to Ulta and getting mm -hmm. some makeup. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. I love that. When you started dancing and you kind of went into like the, the I mean, like, I guess the, the side of sex work that is like, I mean, in porn, you get to choose who your partners are and you get to choose like, I don't know where you're at and all that stuff. So it was a different environment, of course. Like, what were you right. the most surprised about when you first started? So I think the most, the basic thing that I was surprised about, like, in the porn industry, um, uh, I'm sorry, let me get, gather my thoughts really quick. I'm the kind of person that likes to talk, like, too quickly. And oh, you're good. And before I even have my thoughts put together, so. <laughs> no, you're totally good. You take as much time as you need. Okay, so I get nervous, so I like feel like I'll talk like fast. So you're I'm fine. like I I don't sometimes I talk too fast, but most of the time I, my thoughts don't gather like they mm -hmm. like come too quickly to me, and then I'm trying to talk and I'm like talking way too like mm -hmm. my words are all jumbled together because I'm thinking too fast. Um, so the very first thing that I was actually surprised about the industry was the people, like how awesome people were that I met and how um just overall like the industry of the people like of course there's bad people out there like you know anywhere you go you're gonna mm -hmm. meet bad people but for the majority of the people that I met who I worked with who I came across paths with um like on sets and like shooting com like company wise for um they were all really genuine people you know, and it was actually really cool to meet people like myself, who's very sexual and, you know, wants to do this for a li like not a living, but um, as a career path and make it into something much more than just, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we enjoy sex, but we also like to show the world. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like we like to show the world that we love sex. And that's basically how I got into it was just because I loved sex and I loved being on camera and, and showing it off and mm -hmm. having people watch me. And that's how it like all, all started and how I took off. And it was just amazing to meet other people like myself, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. cause I always, I grew up with being that girl that was bullied in school and you know what I mean? So now it's like awesome that I get to meet people that who are, the same exact, almost the same exact person I am. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that really surprised me when I mm -hmm. first got into the industry. Um, Did you feel that way similarly with stripping, with dancing? Dancing is, I mean, for the most part, yes. Like meeting you and then meeting the other girls, like when I first started there, it was awesome. Like it still is. But then you get, sometimes you get those girls that like look at everything as competition and mm -hmm. you're like, you try and kind of not be nice and everything, but you're kind of like trying to just stay away from mm -hmm. that. Cause that's not, I, I came or I, um, I learned like very, like a very long time ago. Like it's not good to try and compare yourself to other people mm -hmm. and try and have that competitive state, like that mindset. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with it just because like I, I do the only person that I compete with is myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I look in the mirror and I'm like, OK, what are your goals? What are you doing next? What is the? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get my 
the only person I compete with is myself. I don't worry about what other people are doing. I do. I live my life the way I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, yeah. So when I first started, that was, um, that was the first thing that I noticed, like how some girls are like that, and then mm-hmm. other girls are like genuine and sweet, like most of the other people in the industry, in the porn industry that I met. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> It can be, I think, I mean, sex work can be hard because we're all dealing with, you know, our bodies all yeah. the time and we can all be hypercritical. And when we're feeling insecure, it's easy to, like, look at somebody else and be like, oh, well, da 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 Right. But, I mean, one thing I've always appreciated about working with you is even, like, you've never really been, um, well, one, you're always positive and you're always, like, happy. Whether, yes. I mean, <laughs> no one would ever know that anything ever bad happens in your life. I mean... I don't even think anything ever does but because you're always like that's the most thing customers are always saying she is so happy she's so nice she's so sweet yeah. and I think that you just yeah you are just very professional in like everything that you that you do and it's I think that that's really awesome but I think you're right I mean some people have can manage to do that and other right. people kind of fall into that like petty behavior yes some that. people and in and I feel honestly I feel really sorry for them because I I really want everybody to be Ha- like happy and at peace with themselves mm-hmm. because it, it's a good feeling like I have it and I'm sure you obviously feel the same way I try I do my but, best <laughs> yes but it, it's like I just wish people could just be happy and live their lives and just be at peace with themselves and sometimes mm-hmm. people have a hard time and I feel bad when they do and that's why dancing also like brings me um, light into some, some things like some customers tell me, um, you know, they're having a bad day or whatever. I also can be that person to help them, mm-hmm. you know, get through what they're going through and, and getting their mind off of everything and just having a good time and hopefully cheering them up and, and showing them there is positive stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not all bad. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so then starting at the beginning, like what led you into the porn industry since that's kind of where you started as far as like sex work goes? When, so when I was 18, I started out with nude modeling and like I said, I was a very sexual person. I always loved to, um, loved to be the center of attention and being on camera and, but I also was very, like I said, sexual Mm -hmm. and I loved people watching me. I always loved that. Um, so when I did the nude modeling, it was awesome and everything, but eventually I'm like, I was thinking to myself the one day, and I thought about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, like I did not have the courage until like maybe a year after I started thinking about it, Mm -hmm. um, that I was ready to like take that step into porn. And, um, I know the one question you asked me, uh, if there was anybody that I inspired me to Mm -hmm. do it. And that's actually the time when I was doing new modeling, and I actually was looking at a girl. Her name's Katrina Jade. Mm-hmm. She was a very big inspiration to me when I first started, and still is to this day. Um, when I first uh, got into it and everything, she was the she was that extra push that was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I can do it. I can yeah. do this." And um, when I got into it and everything, she like my whole journey basically like revolved around me looking at her as inspiration so that's cool but I just uh, actually found in like not a new inspiration but somebody else that inspires me too mm-hmm. um I just found her 
right after I uh, got my breast augmentation, actually. Um, her name is Danny Banks, and she's somebody who I really admire, too. Did you post her a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Yep, it was her birthday, and she was out partying in Vegas, and then I think she went to L.A. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she is where I want to be one day, you know, making, like, millions of dollars on her platform and, like, basically a multimillionaire, mm-hmm. and I look up to her as inspiration, too, because she's kind of similar to me with the all the fetishes that I'm into and all that um, that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But, That's yeah. Really cool. Do you feel like you have, like, a lot of mentors that you work with or people that you work with, like, in person as well, like, in porn that have kind of, like, helped to guide your journey? Or did oh, you kind of feel like you had to learn a lot of stuff on your own? I definitely had a lot, learn a lot of stuff on my own. I mean, with some people that I met, like, um, what's his name? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, you're <laughs> um, the one, the one guy I, um, actually worked with a few times, his name is Roe Major. He was a big inspiration to me. Um, when I worked with him, Her, our chemistry is just so like, when we work together, it's like, no, you can do this better or you can do that better. Or you, we got to do this and that. And like, we just click so well when we work together. And mm-hmm. that's like the one person that really, um, kind of broaden my horizons a little bit working together. Um, other than that, I basically learned everything on my own. Um, I had Carl as well, my husband, mm-hmm. to help me. Um, was he already involved in, in porn? Or was he helping you with like the nude modeling stuff? So he did both. We oh, did okay. the nude modeling and then him and I actually had a conversation before I got into the porn and everything and was mm-hmm. like, do you think it's right for you? Blah, blah, blah. And it was a big a big transition but it was definitely so worth it and so much needed too because mm-hmm. I feel like now I'm finally like I am who I'm supposed to be if mm-hmm. that makes sense totally. like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do that you like blossomed like fully right. yeah. into all those things yeah I think exactly sometimes I mean I definitely have had that in my own relationships where like talking about having open relationships or talking about like different sexual things like I think we don't always feel like we have permission to express those. Right. So that's awesome when you're with somebody that you can. When you first started doing porn, were you Mm -hmm. shooting movies for or videos just for your own platforms? Or were you working off of like porn hubs or trying to like shoot with companies? Um, When I was 19, OnlyFans did exist. Okay. Did exist, but it wasn't as popular. Okay. It was still like a platform for like sex workers and everything, but um, a lot of people didn't really know of it or anything like that mm-hmm. under like back then when I first started. Um, but I did start out with that platform, and I um, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I started getting a lot of subscribers and a lot of you know um, fans who like really supported me since the first day. I even got on there; they're still on there to this That's day. That's awesome. And it's awesome, and I love all the support that I get for, on there from people because mm-hmm. it's like they were, they have been with me through when I first started until now, and it's been a big journey. Like I, I got my boobs done, mm-hmm. and they were there through that, and even before, like I, you know, I moved and everything, and but yeah, so that that's pretty awesome that I still have people from day one still on there and. Yeah. So back to your question. I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. No, no, no. no. You're totally fine. <laughs> but um, 
So I did start out with the OnlyFans platform, and I was kind of just doing my own thing with my husband, Carl, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very talented in videography, photography, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And him and I were just working together. And all um, after, you know, working for so, not for so long, but, you know, like consistent working Mm -hmm. for a little while, um, that's when companies started reaching out to want to hire me for a shoot. Mm-hmm. So um, that was pretty awesome. Like, not only do I have my own platform, but now I have some people reaching out to me mm-hmm. who want to work with me. And I looked at that like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I looked at it more as, let's do it. Like, yeah. for, the fun, <laughs> for the fun sake of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we did that. And that's when I had my very first, like, shoot and... My um, my very first rate, like, you know, like getting hired as a mm-hmm. as a like talent, it was awesome. Were you like, nervous? I was so nervous because <laughs> <laughs> were there like a lot more people there and like. So he thankfully the the um, the guy that I actually worked with he was independent. Okay. So he was the talent, the cameraman, everything, and Carl okay. was there to actually help shoot and set up and everything. Nice. My husband. Um, yeah, I don't know why I keep saying my husband. I know everybody knows him by now. <laughs> I'm like, people know him more than they know me nowadays. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so that was pretty cool that, and we did it right in our, right in our living room at our old place, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. But, yeah, so that was, like, my very first scene, and... I was so, like I said, I was so nervous, that, like, mm-hmm. right before. I was doing, like, power walks back and forth, like, waiting for him to get there, like, waiting for him to come over. I'm like, and Carl's like, babe, relax, you're fine. Like, you're fine. And I'm like, <laughs> over here, like, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. And I'm like, you know, that anxious, yeah. excited feeling where you're, like, waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And really you want to do, like, I mean, I would imagine, because I think you're a little bit like a perfectionist in a good way, yes. that you, like, want to do a good job. Yes. And, like, working in a new experience, sometimes you don't know, like, what that is going right. to be. Right. And that's, yeah. you know me so well. <laughs> you know me so well. But, yes, I, I am definitely, I definitely want to make sure things are right. And that's why a lot of people, like, like Carl, for instance, he, I drive him nuts sometimes because mm-hmm. he's like, babe, it's not going to get any more perfect. You're like, just like, but we could maybe like right, this here right. and the lighting and the thing. Yeah, yeah. And no, he's like, it's, awesome. no, I got it. <laughs> We're good. You guys it's are a good balance then. That's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Well, what kind of porn do you like to do the best? So that's a that's an awesome question. <laughs> I like interracial. Okay. Um, I really that's like my my honest favorite um, setup. Um, like Roe Major, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, the talent I was talking about earlier, he's, uh, we do interracial scenes a lot. We did like three. We did three. Yeah. Cool. Or three or four. I don't, I don't remember. We did a few scenes, mm-hmm. <laughs> a few scenes together, but hit, like I said, him and I, his chemistry and my chemistry are like, it's, it's to die for. Like his, he's awesome. awesome to work with. Do you feel like that's like the majority of what you shoot? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I do other stuff, too, but that's, like, my most favorite. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so. <laughs> so what drew you, um, okay, well, I've already told you this story, but I'm going to tell it again because it's funny. 
I was watching an interview you did on YouTube when I like was um, like, I don't know, I wanted to look you up because I heard you talk about it. And I was like, I want to know what Lexi does because I was so yeah. curious. Mm -hmm. And I watched this YouTube interview and you're like so cute. And they're asking you all these questions and they were like, oh, um, you know, why do you like like or some, it was something about like, oh, why do you like to do BBC or what or what? Why do you like BBC? And I was like, oh, my gosh, like Lexi watches British tele television because <laughs> I watch British television. I was like I should ask her if she's like seen this show or whatever. And then. Uh, I was telling oh. Charlie about it, and Charlie's like, she's talking about Big Black Cock. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm like such an idiot. So. That is so funny. I can't. <laughs> I know. It's like me, naive person. It's fine. <laughs> but like, what drew you to BBC? Um, like, is it a personal preference or is it also in part because like it's a marketing decision and like it, it markets really well, like in porn? So it's. It's it's the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I really like it personally, but it also is a really good business mm -hmm. marketer um, because there's a lot of people with the same fetish, the, mm -hmm. the same, you know, and it's awesome to be able to get the best of both worlds mm -hmm. from it. I'm like, yeah, I can shoot like what I want and also get like tons of tons of um, what's it called? Tons of uh, views on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So. So can I ask you, like, what draws you, like, personally as a fetish, like, to, like, to BBC? Like, what about you? What about it is, like, just super sexy? I think just because it's not what I get home. Because mm. Carl, everybody knows Carl, is he's white. Mm -hmm. So I get, <laughs> it's more or less, like, just a, a like, a different variety. Mm -hmm. Like, a different, different thing, right, that I don't get at home. Totally. So, yeah, if I love Everybody knows me now, and everybody who knows me knows enough to know that I love variety. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Because you guys are, I mean, being in porn, like, I mean, you get to experience a lot of different things. And I know, I mean, I feel similarly about, like, stripping. I always wonder, like, when I quit, if I'll just be, like, not monogamous I guess because like I right. kind of like going on like a hundred dates a night right yeah so I mean mm -hmm. I don't know I I can understand that um what are like the type of porn scenes that you want it like you really want to make in the future like a dream future scene or dream co-stars like if you could have or do anything all right um so I would definitely say like a BBC gangbang Mm, like okay. I would love that. I'm just waiting for the right time in my career to do it. Totally, because isn't like a gangbang? I did a, a previous episode on gangbangs. Mm -hmm. Isn't it like a gangbang is like usually like you want to have like a, as much like audience as you can because those like bring gross like a lot of money. Well, it's not only that. It's just um, a bunch of dicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bunch of dicks. Gotcha. And a bunch of guys around me. Like I love it. I uh -huh. love being. I like I said before. Like I love being the center of attention and. Mm -hmm everybody watching me mm -hmm. like I love a crowd mm -hmm. like so that would I would love to do that eventually because for you you would view it as being in, like the power position because you have like a bunch of guys that like want you right so badly right yeah well not only that but I also just love you know I look at myself more as like a toy if you want to call mm, it okay. like I love pleasing mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like I yeah. love pleasing other men and like and being able to make them happy mm -hmm. and them um like them pleased mm -hmm. and I get pleased on top of it while mm -hmm. I please them so it's like it's awesome 
That's awesome. I love that. I am also a people pleaser, so I totally get that. <laughs> you get and it. not because you're a perfectionist, you're probably like a little competitive. So you're just like, I will do this the best. No <laughs> yeah. one else will be as good as me after this. <laughs> um, do you have like a dream co-star? So, um, I don't I mean, Ro Major was like my when I first got into the industry, he was like my biggest like man crush. Like mm-hmm. and I was able to do a few scenes with him, which I'm, like, still in awe about. Like, I'm like, yes! Like, but um, I think, yeah, I really don't have, like, a dream co-star. Um, like I said, I I did, like, multiple scenes with Rome, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy. <laughs> like, um, awesome. So maybe one day there'll be somebody that will snatch me. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Spark me again, yeah. Yes. So then with everything that you've, like, you know, been doing, what did you feel like have been your biggest, like, challenges personally and professionally, like, working in the sex industry as a whole? So my biggest challenges would definitely be um, trying to balance my personal life and my work life Mm -hmm. or my career life. Um, It's really, it's, it can be difficult at times to try and, balance okay I'm in, I'm Lexi Nicole Scarlett I'm in the spotlight I'm in front of the camera I have all these I have all these lights around me I have all these cameras around me I have these guys wanting my autographs I want you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then the second you step away and you're in the house it's nothing but quiet and just mm-hmm. so it's like it's hard to balance the two yeah. and I understand why some celebrities they're like they are, they're never home. They are, they're always on the move. They're always out. They're always, cause, but the second you go into the house, it's like mm-hmm. nothing but silence. <laughs> like, and just like the day-to-day grind of dishes and right, that. Right, right, exactly. The personal yeah. life isn't as fun, it, I, in my opinion, isn't, isn't as fun as the spotlight. But it's also, it's kind of humbling too because then you come home and you're like, okay, well, I, you know, I have Carl, my husband, mm-hmm. who's the best husband in the world and my soulmate, my mm-hmm. best friend. And like I said, it kind of humbles you. You're like, oh, but I'm grateful to be home and, and be with him rather mm-hmm. than having to always perform. Sort yes, of. yes. So yeah. it's also it's also a blessing in disguise because it's like it's hard to balance at times. But then when you do um, when you do come home and then when you do go on the spotlight, it's like you're just grateful for everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like it, it's a bittersweet kind of thing (laughs) do you guys ever deal with any like jealousy or like insecurity as a result of like your career path in your personal life no never that's awesome never jealousy no nothing never that um we're always very supportive of even each other like me with Mm -hmm. him and like him with me it's like he supports me with everything Mm -hmm. like everything I want to do so and I'm the same way with him like I'm like if he would ever come to me and tell me, hey, babe, I'm going to go out for a little while. I'm going to go get hit on. Okay, babe, see you later. Go mm-hmm. have fun. Awesome. The only thing the only thing we consider cheating is if he watches an episode of Yellowstone without me. <laughs> that, that's what we consider cheating. He can go out, he can go out and, and, and have sex with another girl, come home, tell me about it, everything. But the second he watches an episode <laughs> by himself without You're me. You're in trouble yeah, now. He's in trouble. <laughs> he, he cheated. I love that. That's awesome. I definitely, I mean, I've only talked to him a couple of times, but I feel like he's like biggest cheerleader. Like, yes, I love yes. it. He's my number one fan. Like, I, I call him that all the time. I'm like, you're my number one fan. You're my number one supporter. Because oh, he's awesome. always, he's always been there since day one. 
Yeah. And even with the, the like I said earlier, the, the guys on my OnlyFans, like, they're awesome, too. Mm -hmm. They've been there since my fir very first post on there. Mm -hmm. So, and all of them, all of them know about Carl, too, mm -hmm. that, like, that have been there since day one. They all know about him. They all support everything, and they see us as that dream team or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. And That's awesome. But, yeah, it, it's it's a good life. <laughs> good. It's a good Very life. good. So then outside of, like, challenges, what have it been, like, your biggest wins? Like, when you look back at your career or look on your career, what do you feel like you're just, like, the biggest wins? Um, definitely, definitely coming from poverty to, um, to where I am now. Like, before we come from very poor living, paycheck to paycheck, not really getting by. Mm -hmm. um, even my parents, um, they, yeah, they, they're from Collegeville and everything, like in PA, and they have a nice town home, but it was always a struggle with trying to get food in the house, like, and, and that's how I grew up. And now I kind of live this luxurious lifestyle where I'm in a penthouse <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, in Jersey, like Cherry Hill, and it's like, it, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, but yeah, that was one of the biggest challenges I think we faced, because Carl was with me through everything too, um, and him and I, we got through it together. And, mm -hmm. and now uh, you guys kind of get to celebrate like the success that you've, that you've kind of reached. Yes, yeah. Now we get to sit back and we're like, wow, we really did it. Like, we, we really got this far, and we're still not done yet, but... Yeah, you're um, yeah, but we're we're climbing up the ladder, and it's it's an awesome feeling to come from that to this, and it's mm -hmm. like it, I can like I said, I'm going to Ulta after this, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Before I would never be able to do that, so mm -hmm. it's like it's just extremely, it's just extreme gratefulness, like mm -hmm. of everything that I accomplished and now to where I am. Um, but my other biggest challenge, like I said, or Biggest challenge. Win. My other biggest win, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> um, would definitely be, like I said earlier, being an inspiration to people. Um, well, being an inspiration to people, like I like I said earlier, the people that I actually bullied me in high school now look up to me as inspiration. So that's definitely one of the biggest wins I have. <laughs> that's awesome. Besides coming from poverty, that's mm -hmm. like the second best one. Um, that's pretty cool. That's a good feeling. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, what do you wish you could have told yourself a year ago when you started your journey? A year ago. Or I guess not a year ago. I'm sorry. Like, um, no, I know when what you, you mean. first started. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> um, so this time around last year, uh, I would literally just tell myself everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, I was having like a really hard time adjusting to success. Mm -hmm. Like it was weird like like I said, transitioning from poverty to like a luxurious lifestyle. It's people, anybody can be poor, but it takes a strong person and a like a very self-controlled person to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that mm -hmm. until they get to this point and they're, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, like where you're making money instead of just like spending it and like kind of going crazy, right. like like building that wealth slowly and right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then finally, when you get so wealthy to the point where I have so much money, I don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Get like you know what I mean. That's when you're that. That's when it gets difficult to try and like mm -hmm. get um 
get used to the success. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at a point now where I'm super, like, I'm not used to it yet, but I'm well adjusted to where I don't go out and and crazy spend anymore Mm -hmm. like I normally did when I was a year ago when I first got into the success like Mm -hmm. um but yeah like I said anybody can and it's easy to be poor it's hard to be wealthy because you have to like it's a whole different yeah because you can you can make a million dollars but if you spend a million and a half you still don't have anything exactly so yeah like kind of building wealth and and wealth is different than just having money too so yeah it's a definitely a difficult transition but once you're in Mm -hmm. and you you know what I mean once you're in the transition or after the transition and you're just in the success and it just goes from there you Mm -hmm. get you you get adjusted to it and it's did you have to learn a lot of like financial literacy like like with making so much more money than like how you were raised like how to save or how to invest or how to do all that stuff did you have to like teach yourself a lot of that stuff well Carl is normally the financial investor. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he does all the finances, mm-hmm. and I just make the money. <laughs> <laughs> make the money, buy makeup. But And, and don't get me wrong, he makes it too. Um, he does a lot of behind the scenes that a mm-hmm. lot of people don't see. Like, he does a lot. And I am so grateful to have him in my life helping me through everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, in what ways do you wish the porn industry would change? Oh, this is a good question. <laughs> I was waiting for this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, let me get my thoughts together. So, the only thing that I wish that um, that would change in the industry is that it wasn't so easy for just anybody to start an OnlyFans and call themselves a porn star. Mm. It's so easy now for them to like claim themselves as a porn star um, and a professional. Like for me, I I have an OnlyFans, yes, but that's just the platform I use for my company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my professional company. I I do. I take the time out of my day, I set up, I do everything, I make sure talent is here when it's needed, mm-hmm. um, and I you literally like do it as a professional setup, like mm-hmm. any other company in, in the industry would. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the girls who just say, oh yeah, I have an OnlyFans, I'm a porn star, and just take selfies on their phone, it's like, okay, the quality's that's kind not of... There. Yeah, well, not only that, but it makes me feel like, okay, well, now that's just a slap in the face to me because of all the time and effort and everything that I do for mm-hmm. my platform. And I am a true porn star who has my own porn setup and mm-hmm. my own scene, like, you know what I mean? My mm-hmm. own professional setup. It's like, okay, well, slap in the face to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, that's one thing that I wish I could change. Yeah, that makes sense. I think, like, with... OnlyFans getting so popular, it does feel like... I mean, they even had that happen with different celebrities or different people where, yes. like, they're just posting selfies or, like, bikini pictures. Yeah, It's like, well, you're not doing sex work. You're not right. you're taking advantage of a platform. You're putting other real right. sex workers and porn stars at risk to lose a platform. Right. Because you're just... Because making, yeah. you're just doing... You're just taking bikini selfies mm-hmm. and thinking that it's, like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> we... We, we do real work here. Like, this isn't just, like, playtime on your phone, like, that you can just put on Instagram. Mm-hmm. This is, like... Yeah, you're serious This is it. real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you spend a lot of time on your OF, like answering questions and chatting with fans and stuff like that? Because that's like an aspect of it, right? Daily. I'm okay. on there daily answering messages. Anybody, um, I know I have some people who um, get interested in custom videos, mm -hmm. which is like personalized videos just for them that they can buy. Mm -hmm. And I send it to them, whatever they want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever kind of video they want. The only thing I don't do is like anal. Yeah. And um, yeah. So obviously that's not something that I do in my business in in the industry yet. But um, you know, like solo videos and like video mm -hmm. like twerk videos. Any anything that in like that um involves somebody else's fetish that yeah. they want to personally buy. Um. But yeah, those are those are a lot of fun to make. I actually enjoy those a lot. Those a lot. Um, not a lot more than making like regular professional set videos, but like those are fun to make because it's like it's going to just mm -hmm. that person, and yeah, it's like it's they special. have that. Yeah, and then they have it forever. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's awesome for them to to have that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, do you feel like you have people, or has it ever happened where you have someone who knows you online and then comes to the club to meet you? Like, so if they were to talk to me online and then come in. Like, they know you from OnlyFans and then they come to get, like, lap dances? Oh, yeah, yeah. That happen, That happens a lot, actually. Um, some people will ask me, you know, even on Instagram or wherever. Mm -hmm. And But I, my Instagram is so blown up with so many messages. Mm -hmm. I can't even, the only platform that I literally um, answer messages on is my OnlyFans. That makes because sense. Because it's like, I, I love all my supporters that you know, support me and I'm old. I make sure I'm on there daily just answering messages, mm -hmm. however many messages I can answer. And, um, but a lot of people on there actually message me and ask me, you know, can I, can I come in tonight to get a drink with you and a lap dance? And I'm like, absolutely come, yeah. you know what I mean? What time? And mm -hmm. I actually really enjoy that when people do that because it's like, okay, we've been talking over the phone for so long. Now we're face to face and it's so, mm -hmm. it's more it's better that way sometimes, too, because it's like, we've been talking so long over the phone, I finally get to meet you, and yeah. it's like, it, it's a cool feeling. Do you feel like sometimes the expectations are different because you do porn, and then when they come see you in the bar, like, they think, like, something else is going to happen? Or do you feel like most people are respectful of, like, the two different roles that you play? Um, so it's like, it. that question is, like, the same thing as like asking me if I were to go out in public and somebody were to spot me, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And be like, oh, she's a porn star. Like, let me try and get her number, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, most of the guys that come into the club to see me from the OnlyFans are highly respectful and they That's don't, awesome. they don't they try like know and, what you're all about. Yes. Cause the, I notice most of the guys who, who ask me, but don't come in and see me and because they're scared and whatnot, mm -hmm. um, though, those guys, normally are the disrespectful ones where okay. they don't you know what i mean the yeah, guys yeah, who yeah. normally show their faces are very respectful mm -hmm. and they know like hey we're at a club we're not at a we're a, not at a, a brothel yeah a brothel mm -hmm. yeah and they understand that completely and they're they're super supportive and they just want to come in and get a lap dance and get a drink with me yeah. and just be, and just hang out with me for a while yeah. and actually talk face to face rather than over the phone like yeah. i said i'm sure it's unique because i don't feel like a lot of porn stars who are professional porn stars are um accessible yeah and you're accessible like they can come see you have a drink and get yes. to meet you and you get to be a real person which yeah. I think is like a really unique thing I think it's brilliant that you do both I mean because I I don't know I just think it makes sense yeah I I find it really like 
really awesome too because of that reason. And Carl and I were just talking about that the other day, how it's like, it's awesome to be able to, to do both and mm-hmm. also be able to go in and like, like I said, whoever wants to meet me, like can, can come in and we can get a drink and we mm-hmm. can do a dance. And it's awesome to be able to have that option, mm-hmm. you know, cause I know a lot of people in the porn industry, they don't, it's not that they don't want to, it's just that they don't never have time because they're always traveling. And totally. I'm, I'm very blessed to have my own platform to where I can, you know, like do my own thing mm-hmm. and work for some companies sometimes, mm-hmm. but also have the free time to go out and do that mm-hmm. as well on top of it and, and give that option to people. And I really like it too, because I work three nights a week to where, um, I have an option for the people who don't want to be around the craziness on the weekends Mm -hmm. come in on a Wednesday night Mm -hmm. for it to be slow and we can actually sit at the bar and just like, you know, chat a little Mm -hmm. bit and have a drink to where it's not like a Saturday night Mm -hmm. where it's like every there's a huge group of people in there and it's It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can't go upstairs for a dance because all the rooms are filled and Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it gives options to people who um, and then, like I said, people who don't want to be around the craziness, but then there's all people who want to get drunk and party with everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm, there's, they got both options yeah, that's <laughs> for awesome. that too. Um, what advice would you give to someone that might be debating about making the move into porn? So the advice that I would give to someone moving into porn, um, I would literally tell them to know their worth, um, when negotiating with producers looking to hire them um frankly you're a product and they're going to try to buy you so they're going to try to negotiate to try to get your services for next for next to nothing basically mm-hmm. so don't negotiate just tell them your rate that is and what that's it, is. it. Mm-hmm. that's it if you know that you're truly worth if you know what you're truly worth i'm sorry you will get gigs without even having to, to negotiate mm-hmm. so like i said just say your rate if they, if they want you on their set, they're going to pay your rate. That's very true. Um, I also suggest never trade shoot. Um, trade shoots are a scam that producers try to sell to girls claiming that they're going to get the girl more exposure mm-hmm. into the industry. Um, this actually never works and only benefits the person with the bigger following. So let's say a company hires you or I'm sorry, a company wants to do a trade shoot, which is basically a free scene that they're doing with you mm-hmm. and promising you a bigger following from it or a bigger ex- bigger following because you're going to get exposure from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they're still profiting from that scene from you. Yeah. So it's not a smart thing to do yeah. um, for yourself, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can name a lot of companies who are unfortunately successful that shoot with women for only promising them exposure, but it doesn't help the female at all, and they sell the videos in their platforms. Um, it's a scam. It's it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Never yeah. want to do that. Um, but yeah, it's sad because the more girls that allow these companies to get away with this by tra- trade shoot training shooting mm-hmm. trade, I'm sorry, the harder it is going to be to get the producers to pay the talent in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate, but girls know who know. The girl, but girls don't know their worth and shoot for big companies for free and get taken advantage of with false pretenses or of fame and promotion. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of sad because 
the companies are getting away with shooting these girls mm -hmm. and then they're thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get really, really popular and famous because they got this amount, this X amount of following and it does not work out mm -hmm. well in the end for them. So that's- yeah, You important. have to build your own community. Yes, yeah. it took me a while. It took me three years. I've been in the industry three years. I finally just hit 16.1K followers mm -hmm. on my own. Mind yeah. you, on my own. I never, I never done a trade shoot in my entire in my entire career, mm -hmm. and um, I got hired by companies who, who I did get some followers from, but I mainly did it. I'm I'm self made. Mm -hmm. I mainly did it on my own. That's awesome. And I can't thank anybody but myself. So <laughs> that's a good feeling. Yeah, it, it is a good feeling. It's a good feeling to know that okay, I built this myself from the ground up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I started, stable. I started from scratch, and it's a good feeling, and I, I truly, like, love all my supporters, even just the followers, and, like, everybody, mm -hmm. like, the popularity is, like, another good thing that comes from it, too, because mm -hmm. it's, like, it's just a good feeling knowing that people support who you truly are, mm -hmm. rather than, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, oh, that's so. awesome. <laughs> so then looking ahead, like what's next in your life? Like what are your goals that you're working towards? That's or what's a, the next goal, I guess? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to ask this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, um, okay, so my next goal, I would say, is to, um, well, obviously I'm going to be doing porn for a, a long time. Um, I'm still young. I still have it. Like oh, I still yeah, have gorgeous. the passion. Everything. Yeah, yeah. So you're bubbly and beautiful. I think, <laughs> I think the next goal for me right now is to kind of figure out where I want to go after porn. Um, not saying that I'm going to be going anywhere time anytime soon, but I'm still trying to figure out like what I want to do. As a career, because you can't do porn forever, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, doesn't mean I'm not going to do it as a hobby, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, in my free time, but eventually it's going to be like, okay, it's not really my career anymore. I'm still going to do it, but mm -hmm. it's not going to be a set goal or a, um, a career anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I think once I'm done that, I'm going to get into interior design. Oh, awesome. I, I, I've been thinking about doing that. Um Considering the fact that um, I'm just really into, like, making things pretty mm -hmm. and, like, beautiful. And I really like to decorate houses. And um, I'm actually in the works of redecorating my um, Carl's mom's house or awesome. her back room. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. And I'm starting to do that. But... In the meantime, I'm enjoying my porn and my career with that, yeah. and getting on the on getting on the cam on camera and shooting. And um, I also want to save up for a house to buy a house mm -hmm. eventually. Um, that's also next in my goals. That's awesome. Um, yeah, like I I love the penthouse that I live in now and everything, but I want to eventually own a house, mm -hmm. like own a really nice house. Yeah, to, yeah. I want to own a bigger piece of space mm -hmm. totally. and my own yard and everything I love my balcony don't get me wrong I love it <laughs> and I plan on having it for a long time until mm -hmm. I buy a house but that's my next goal <laughs> cool. so where can we find you and where can we support you so um you can find me on OnlyFans obviously mm -hmm. <laughs> my link is OnlyFans.com slash Lexi vids you spell it l-e-x-x-x 
I, right, mm-hmm. three X's, V-I-D-Z mm-hmm. dot com. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at The Scarlet Show. Okay. And um, we'll link those in the episode notes as well. Yes, please do, because mm-hmm. my Instagram is a zero, and then my Twitter, I think, is just a regular O. Okay. Um, I have to double check with that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, but yeah, so Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans, and pretty much it awesome yeah and then obviously links of the scenes go on different or with other companies on their websites mm-hmm. so that's something you'd have to google <laughs> search yes, yes yes awesome well thank you so much for talking to us today i appreciate it thank you for having me um it was awesome <laughs> Thank you everyone so much for joining us today for episode two of season three. Don't forget that uh, your babes are soon going to be releasing merch. Super exciting. We're going to have art prints, clothing, all sorts of different things that you can purchase to support this podcast Um, and also organizations that we want to support and that we um, hope that our community wants to support. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla. Make sure that you've got us, you're subscribed to us on wherever you find your podcasts. And don't forget, we are now releasing every other Tuesday. So that is also a big change. So you'll find us every other Tuesday from now on. Like us, love us, worship us, the Babes of Valhalla. Stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.